Today we have a special guest Andrew Gluck. He is going to teach us the best way to raise capital from venture capitalist. This is not financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor to associate the risks involved. Thank you and enjoy the show, interested in owning your own custom metaverse. Start your new business today and offer business services such as website design, toll-free numbers, and much more. Use our next-level blockchain technology in your metaverse to offer NFT, business crypto, virtual concerts, advertising space to advertisers, play-to-earn games, and virtual shopping experience. Join Kylie Jenner, Mark Cuban, and many more with your own custom metaverse today. Contact info at narrowlandinginc.com or give us a call at 888-508-8298. Advertise your business in business crypto world sci-fi metaverse. Reach business owners looking for your products and services. Get $100 in free advertising with narrow lending. You can also have your own sci-fi metaverse and offer loans, lines of credit, business services, games, and much more. You can contact us at 888-503-8298 or email us at info at Check out Andrew Gluck's virtual world. Our goal is to gamify the podcast experience for our listeners. We accomplish this by creating a virtual world for our guest Andrew Gluck that listeners can enter and learn more about Andrew through a first-person game format. Listeners can also earn money while being in our guest virtual world and get huge discounts on business services, clothing, and much more. Explore the open-world virtual city of our guest and enjoy virtual concerts, shopping mall, games, and a great fun experience. Play multiplayer games where you can earn discounts and money to use toward business or sell in our open marketplace. We hope you enjoy the experience. How did you get into this industry? Yeah, so uh, after, um, so built the agency and then exited in, in 2018 and looking back on it, you know, I had, had the opportunity to work with amazing brands, brands like Nike, Intuit, Shake Shack, Spanx, um, and then a bunch of startups as well, companies like um, Goop and Rothy's, Helix, Bandier, Billy, Zola, Lola, Petflow, Trade Coffee, and others, uh, and realized I really liked working with those early stage companies, those companies kind of at that zero to one stage, early inflection points. So start to get more involved in that space. I went out um, and for a period of about two and a half years or so, started investing and advising those early stage companies, made 25 angel investments, um, direct them to the cap tables of those companies. And from there, just had a lot of early success, um, was fortunate to work with and invest in some really great founders. So founders like, um, Nabil Elmir at, at Lunchbox, um, Jordan Nathan Caraway, Greg Hayes at, at Branch Furniture. Um, and uh, that portfolio has done pretty well. It's like a 9, 10x, port, 9x, 10x portfolio at this point. Um, and, you know, still growing, hopefully, um, and, and continue to thrive. Um, and uh, kind of realized that, you know, I enjoy this. I have done well at it. Um, founders respect my background and operating experience and advice and uh, I, could, I could do more here and so what I started to do is um, went out and raised a fund uh, last summer started raising that fund and raised it summer and fall and ended up raising a roughly 10 million dollar fund to focus on just continuing to kind of do what I was doing as an angel investor um, invest in those in those really great companies um, just now with uh, more money and, and, and managing OPM um, and you know had some good success success there.
What do venture capitalists look for in founders? Yeah, so great question. I think one one big thing that I really focus on is something I call founder market fit. Um, so really fo- focus on um, trying to understand, you know, what this founder's background is or team of founders' background is. Does she or he have kind of unique uh, advantages in the industry, whether that's from you know, their network and, um, you know, for example, Hey, like I have a really deep understanding of this problem from having experienced this problem firsthand or secondhand, or the business I worked for had a huge issue here, and I saw and these insights. And by the way, like I validated that with conversations with a bunch of people and folks who would be interested in being my first early adopters and first customers. Also, I know um, who to hire to lead, you know, biz dev and partnerships and. I have a CTO already in place um, that's gonna, you know, that has experience in this industry and it's gonna continue to build in that industry. So, um, you know, it's kind of a combination of like insiders and outsiders, but um, you know, people who have been in the industry but maybe haven't, you know, been a founder before, um, you know, skew a little bit, um, you know, probably less experienced. Um, you know, I I don't care about. You know, everything's a data point, but it's not. I don't overly focus on on pedigree or what school you've gone to, or have, do you have like one of those big fancy logos like a you know BCG or Bain or Facebook um, on your resume. I just try to try to understand people who you know have this unique earned or learned insight after having spent some time in the industry. Do you have a proclivity to invest in technical founders? Yeah, I'd say probably, um, I probably have a proclivity to, to invest in business founders just because that's my background and probably who I connect with more and, and, and can diligence better, frankly, right? So when I speak to a technical founder, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, if I speak to a technical founder who's a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, if she's a 7 out of 10, I might think she's a 10 out of 10 just because that's not my background. Um, or she might be a 10 out of 10 and I might think she's a 7 out of 10 because it's not my background and I can't necessarily diligence that as well. Um, so I definitely am focused on obviously tech companies and companies that are not, you know, services or, or agencies, you know, that are really, or consulting shops, you know, these are tech companies that need to build real tech. Um, so I do want to understand that and, and you know, either diligence that myself by talking to the, to the team and, and getting an understanding and obviously... Over time, we've gotten better at that, but at the same time, it is, you know, it is definitely a challenge from someone who doesn't have, like me, a, a quote-unquote technical background. Do you believe founders should try to bootstrap or take venture capital as soon as they can? There's no right or wrong, right? Um, it really depends on what they're trying to build. Um, if you're trying to build uh, a, a, an extremely large business uh, that is going to be probably not spinning off cash for a while um, and has the ability to be, you know, a, a really large business doing hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue and that's your goal and your aim, then raising VC capital is the right way to go because otherwise it's going to be really difficult to bootstrap to that type of exit. Um, you know, it, you can do it. MailChimp did it. You know, it just takes 20, 25 years. Um, but realize like when you take VC money, you, you are getting on that, you know, VC treadmill, you are um, accepting a deal around expectations. Um, you know, for every dollar you raise, you are, you know, probably 
every dollar you raise, you're kind of committing um, to 10xing that on the exit. Meaning, if you're raising a million dollars, you know, ten million dollars, you gotta get to a ten million dollar exit to make your VC some money. If you raise, if you over time have raised twenty million dollars, you gotta get to a two hundred million dollar exit for it to be, you know, a nice good exit for your for for your investors. Um, and so I think that's the you know the challenge and the opportunity. If it's if it's something that you're you know you're interested in, you wanna you wanna try. Like just just realize that VC is a really tiny industry, and the amount of businesses that get funded by VCs is really tiny. Um, and so there's nothing you know there's no right or wrong. There's no it, it's just about where do you fit um, on that spectrum of kind of growth and profitability and and, and outcomes. And obviously everyone wants to re- build a really huge business, but like. I built a really big, successful agency with a with a, with a nice exit, and we never accepted any VC dollars. It's just not really a, a VC backable business, right? We built tech along the way, we had a nice EBITDA and all those things, but at the same time, it wasn't going to ever be, you know, really like a billion dollar business. Um, and so, yeah. Are you tired of getting turned down for business loans and credit? Get a 100% guaranteed approval business crypto hybrid loan that does not require a personal guarantee or any business credit with narrow lending. Business crypto hybrid loans can be used toward advertising, software development, marketing, and much more. Give us a call today at 888-503-8298 or visit our website nayulendinginc.com. Advertise your business in business crypto world sci-fi metaverse. Reach business owners looking for your products and services. Get $100 in free advertising with narrow lending. You can also have your own sci-fi metaverse and offer loans, lines of credit, business services, games, and much more. You can contact us at 888-503-8298 or email us at info at narrowlendinginc.com. What is the best way for founders to go and raise capital? two-ish different areas um i think it depends on where you are um you know in uh in that stage right so like for early stage founders who haven't raised any capital yet it's hard it's difficult who might not have a network um you're kind of out there and you're almost doing this like a lot of times that i see this is just like rolling close like hey we want to raise you know a million dollars or one and a half million dollars at six seven pre-money um, and you know, you just meet investors and you go to events and you meet other folks and over time you just start to, you start to get in touch with, with, with people, um, and, um, really try to understand, um, you know, what investors are looking for and try to, try to match up with that and find the right investors, um, and get connected to them. Um, but you know, then, then, you know, you raise a couple hundred thousand dollars and then you go and build some product, you, you risk a little bit of the business and at the same time you're kind of building and raising and building and raising. Um, and that's okay. Um, it's, it's hard to do, um, cause you're constantly kind of doing both and you, you know, um, it, it's challenging, but sometimes early stage folks, especially those without maybe the network, um, you know, are, that's kind of the process. I mean, in some ways, it's not similar to what I did with my fund. I, I leveraged what's called the rolling fund, which enabled me to raise some money, go start investing, continue to have conversations with uh, my investors, my LP, you know prospective LPs over time. So, you know, I I, I don't think there's a, I don't think that's necessarily you know not a good way to do it. 
Um, but I think once you then are kind of a little bit more established, you start to have a product in market, um, and now you're going to raise your first, uh, you know, institutional round. You're going to raise probably at this point two, two million plus, two to five million, two to ten million, whatever it is. It's probably best to go ahead and, and run a process, and by that I mean take a process and run over six to eight, six to twelve weeks. Go ahead and start, you know over the first few weeks, two, three weeks, start talking to folks, building up a list of, of people that make sense to talk to, asking for um, introductions, building out a database um, through uh, Crunchbase or PitchBook, um, being active on Twitter or on LinkedIn and starting to just connect with folks. At the same time, building out your deck um, and, and your pitch materials, building out your uh, kind of um, bulleted approach um, and cold email and forwardable email that's digestible but gets people excited about what you're building. Start to do that um, over the first two, three, four weeks. Now you have a list of people to go out to. Now you go out to that hopefully, you know, 50, 60 funds and, and, and investors that you're reaching out to. Um, reach out to them. If you can get a warm introduction, it's better. If you can't, I mean, I'm always open to cold introductions. A lot of funds are open to cold introductions. But if you can't get a if you can get a warm introduction, great. If not, reach out to them with a cold with a cold email. Make sure it's really concise to the point um, and and attaches to personal personalized to them, right? Spend some time um, making sure that they're a fit. If you think they're a fit, okay, go look at. Oh, I see you've invested in the creator space with these companies. You know, I read this article that you posted that talks about the need for you know accessible or affordable X in this industry. Hey, I see um, you have a specific focus on um, immigrant founders. I'm an immigrant founder. Whatever the case is, make that personal connection and touch to the to to, to the investor, um, even if it is a cold uh, cold email. Um, do that. Do that. Reach out over about you know a week, two weeks. Kind of refine your pitch based on feedback that you're getting, and then you know kind of work through. Um, hopefully, those 50, 60 outreach leads to you know some. A lot of no's, passes, um, people who don't reply. Some will lead to uh, emails. Some will lead to them forwarding the deck to other folks. Um, you know, make sure that you have, you know, kind of the materials um, in there um, that are, again, forwardable and shareable. Um, you don't want to make it more difficult for, for people to share your materials. And then, you know, hopefully you're getting 10, 15 meetings out of that. And that 10 or 15 meetings, you know, first meetings leads to a few five, six um, second meetings and person meetings and a few uh, partner meetings and then two to three partner meetings, one to two term sheets and then you kind of, you know, then then you've found a lead and raised a round um, and then you go ahead and once you have a lead and term sheet, you go ahead and fill out the rounds. Um, one mistake I see founders often make um, is uh, when, when going out to raise this round is they go and focus on uh, people that are not leads and it's fine. It's great if you have people that are not leading committing to the round saying hey Once you have a lead I'm in once you have a lead I'm in it's good to have all that leads don't care if I'm leading around I don't care about the additional support you may or may not have right if I'm leading around I write 300 to 500k checks if I'm leading a 750 or million dollar round with a 300 to 500k check I'm pretty confident that you'll be able to raise the rest of the round, or with me and my contacts and my network, we'll be able to raise the rest of the round. Um, so, um, I think, like, it, it's really important to understand that um, 
you need to find a lead and you need to focus on finding that lead. That's really the most integral part of fundraising. What should founders look for when choosing a venture capital firm? You want to make sure you're aligned. Um, and um, you want to uh, make sure that these founders fit with your vision for the future of what you're building. Um, you know, listen, I, I, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to work together. It doesn't mean that you need to share every single value system, right? I have folks that are LPs in my, in my fund that I might not agree with them on every single thing. They're, they're good people, but doesn't mean we necessarily have the exact same politics, the exact same approach to every part of investing. Um, so I think it's really important to understand that you need to be able to work well with these people. You need to be aligned with them. Um, and if you do have a choice, right, if you have multiple term sheets or you're, um, you know, you're picking um, from three different investment groups, that's a great prop to have and a privilege to be able to be in that position. Um, and then you can decide, you know, hey, we want to make sure that these people are the most value add, they're aligned with what we're building, we, sh we work well together. Um, oftentimes you may not have that and you might have a term sheet from a fund that you you want to make sure at a minimum, like they're they're good people that are not gonna, you know, try to screw you, and and make sure you get found references from other founders, both ones that have had success, both ones that that have failed, and seeing how you know how they treated the founders that didn't succeed, you know, in their portfolio, not just the the winners in their portfolio. How can founders reach out to you? Yeah, I think for me, I accept cold inbound. So if founders are interested, they could, you know. Learn more about me on my website, irreverent.com. Um, follow me on Twitter at irreverentbc. Um, and I have cold inbound uh, pitch available on my website. So if someone wants to come and they go there to irreverent.io, irreverent.com, I-R-R-V-R-N-T.io, um, there's a form where they can actually submit um, their, their pitch and, and go ahead and, and pitch me directly. So I think what you, uh, you know, what you're doing for founders is awesome. Um, there's a lot of, you know, information out there. I think the more informed founders could be, the better. Um, I would definitely, you know, be active on Twitter and, and LinkedIn, see if you could follow investors and other founders. Um, and I think that's another huge place um, where founders can benefit one another is trying to find, you know, a, a mentor in terms of a founder who's two, three steps ahead of you so that when you do have challenges or you know, opportunities you could bounce um, those off of them and, and get that feedback from them because I think that's that could usually be pretty pretty helpful. Interested in owning your own custom metaverse? Start your new business today and offer business services such as website design, toll-free numbers, and much more. Use our next-level blockchain technology in your metaverse to offer NFT, business crypto, virtual concerts, advertising space to advertisers play-to-earn games, and virtual shopping experience. Join Kylie Jenner, Mark Cuban, and many more with your own custom metaverse today. Contact info at narrowlandinginc.com or give us a call at 888-508-8298. Advertise your business in business crypto world sci-fi metaverse. Reach business owners looking for your products and services. Get $100 in free advertising with Narrow Lending. You can also have your own sci-fi metaverse and offer loans, lines of credit, business services, games, and much more.
You can contact us at 888-503-8298 or email us at info at Thank you for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show.